All righty. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Modcast. I'm your host, Chris Perry, with your co-host, Tyler Bedson. Tyler, what kind of animal do you feel like today? A Chinese salamander. Okay, what? A Chinese salamander. I looked up some of the largest land animals, and that was one of them. And a uh, fun fact, because kids are very racist, um, back in the day, I, I don't know if you ever see me smile in a picture, but sometimes whenever I smile really big, my eyes look closed. Yeah. So kids back in the day used to call me Chinese. Oh, my God. Um, and that was like their their insult to me, which was really messed up. But it reminded me of that. And I was like, wow, kids are super racist. Kid, yeah, kids are unknowingly racist. You, yes. This, these things are huge, man. Yeah, what do they weigh? I think it's something ridiculous. Yeah, I'm looking them up right. Characteristics. Let's see. Um, chart. Man, these things are they weigh huge. around. See, they're they're pretty big freaking lizards. Like, imagine a salamander. To me, a salamander is supposed to be small. Yeah, this salamander is around 132 pounds. Holy shit! It's six feet long. Oh my god, man, who is their coach? These things are huge. Oh man, they're also endangered species. I, uh, what are uh, I have so many questions. Predators. Who they eats? see? We're, I'm related to a lot of these too. They have very poor eyesight. Me, <laughs> they spend their entire lives underwater. Not me. I can't swim. I would drown. Um, at breeding time, they lay between 400 to 500 eggs, which the males look after until they hatch. Well, look at that. They yeah. don't believe in gender roles. That's adorable. Oh, they're like, I got you. You go and go party. I'll go watch the eggs. Do you, boo-boo? I got you, girl. <laughs> don't you worry about it. <laughs> it's incredible. Look at you, Tyler. It's kind of like, aren't like seahorses the same way? In that? I think seahorses, the males are the ones that give birth. But in like my, my thoughts are like, wouldn't that be just like make it the female then? Yeah. I don't Maybe know. Maybe just like classified it incorrectly because it just sounds like they like tried to do some weird stuff there. They're like, nah. Let's make this the opposite because they're seahorses. Yeah, they just like switch hit or something like that. I don't really know. They're like ambidextrous and they're, I don't know. Anyways, so before we get canceled for saying something wrong. <laughs> they're ambidextrous. <laughs> oh, man. I would hope that wouldn't be what we get canceled for is like talking about seahorses. But, you know, someone said more. I've seen yeah. worse. It's just like somebody who's a part of a weird nonprofit just goes on a rampage because of us. They talked bad about seahorses. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I feel like a a European badger. Oh, okay, so uh, my curiosity is like, why why do they have these very specific badgers and salamanders? So the European badger, it's also known as the Eurasian badger, obviously <laughs> resides in Western Europe and Asian countries. Um, the reason I feel like that is um, they're very, they're nocturnal. And I've found that I operate best when it's dark outside. Oh. Yeah. We've fixed my sleep schedule, fortunately. There for a while after show, my insomnia was just so bad that I would just find myself working at 3 a.m., we fixed it though. We're sleeping now. I also got a new Dude. mattress. I got a new mattress, guys. Very Dude. excited. Shout out a to new, my client. New mattress. New mattress is probably one of the best investments you can make. Yes. My last mattress I had for many, many years, and it wasn't one that you could flip. You could only rotate it. And so it had a Chris sized trough in the center of it where I've always slept. 
And so my sleep quality was not great is what I've come to realize. And my client, Wesley, um, as gracious payment, decided to gift me a brand new mattress, which is awesome. Um, and now I've realized that I sleep like a fucking baby. That's Listen to the sleep setup while we're just talking about it, man. So I keep my apartment at 60 degrees, okay? Jesus. I've got two wind machines. They are massive box fans that are literally called wind machines going and an overhead fan, okay? And then I've got um, a quilt, two comforters, and a weighted blanket, and then a very fat pit bull and two very fat cats to keep me warm. So I create like an ice cave around me. And then I'm just warm and cocooned and stuck under my weighted blanket as that's probably the best gift I've ever received beyond besides said mattress. Nice. So I'm really proud of my setup. Yeah. That's a very cold house, dude. It is. I'm, I'm uh, with what, like, I know you're living in like your apartment, right? But like, yeah. what's your electric bill? Like, like 150, 200 a month. Or, uh, here's, here's the thing. I don't turn on lights. Ah, so you live in the dark in the cold dark. <laughs> so, and but I'll explain why because you also you also see my check-in pictures. So you know that I live in the dark. So when I worked in, so I worked in jewelry for a long time, right? And I had to. We worked under like very aggressive lighting, like like yeah. LED lighting, because obviously it made the stones and everything look more brilliant and everything else, right? Yeah. And so I worked in that setting for a couple of years. And during holiday season, we would work, uh, you would work 14 days on and then you'd get a day off and then 14 days on and you'd work 12 hour shifts and you wouldn't get a lunch break. We would have food catered from like the day after Thanksgiving until Christmas day. And so working under that lighting just ruined me. Like I'd have migraines every day. Like I found I'm very light sensitive in that regard. And so since then, I've basically like, because my apartment complex has tons of windows, like my literally the wall to my right in my bedroom is just a giant sliding glass door. I just live out of like natural light for the whole day. Huh. So I just don't turn the lights on. Yeah. You know, have you seen Stranger Things? Yes. You remind me of like one of the people that's been like taken over. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I was hoping you'd say Billy, but that's cool. I'll take that too. I'll take that too. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. He's a badass. So that's that's a little bit about me, but this episode is actually dedicated to to learning more about Tyler Bedson. So I'm going to be asking Tyler all sorts of questions so we can learn all sorts of things about him. Um, So to start, Tyler, we're going to do a rapid fire Q&A of this or that. Okay. Let's go. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Coke, Coke Zero specifically. Okay. Gatorade or Powerade and what color? Gatorade and it's Gatorade Zero Glacier Cherry. Good choice. Good choice. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's for sure. Okay. And then what's your order? Oh man, that's a rough one. But I I do like, I love chicken McNuggets, bro. Yeah. Yeah. They're good. So it's like the largest, I think it's like a 20 piece chicken nuggets and a large fry with a sweet and sour sauce. Yeah. Gotta do sweet and sour for sure. Yeah, sure. Um, PlayStation or Xbox? Uh, PlayStation. Favorite game? Uh, I play a lot of Call of Duty, Search and Destroy on Vanguard. Don't you play hardcore Search and Destroy too? Yeah, I do. Fucking savage. (laughs) That is stressful. It's more realistic, man. I hate when the people don't die. I'm like, you, I literally shot you th- twice. You should be on the ground. Hardcore <laughs> search and destroy has caused me this years ago to break quite a few remotes. Oh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a community on there too. And some of these people are so good at that. It's like, 
and they do like Twitch streams and stuff. And it's incredible to watch. Like yeah. I'll go against some of those guys and I'm pretty good, but there's some people on there and I'm like, you got to be doing math while you play this dude. Like <laughs> my, my proudest moment when modern warfare two came out, I was 15 years old and I played it so much. There was a period of time where I was ranked 86th in the world. Damn, that's actually really good because the amount of people that play this that are that ridiculously good. I'm not that good now. I would get smoked now, but when I was 15, dude, I would just like rip monster energy drinks all night long and play. My KD was 5.72, and I still remember that because I'm a loser, but I, I was ice cold at Modern Warfare 2. It was my favorite game ever. You know, they're, re they're remaking that. Oh, I fucking know, yeah. and you best believe I'm buying that shit. That's good. Uh, favorite, okay, so uh, cream of rice or oatmeal? Dude, I'm going to have to go with cream of rice because they make all the flavored ones now. Yes, though, and they are yes. very good. Yeah. Potato or rice? Depends. And prep, mm -hmm. potato, and off-season rice. Okay. But, yeah. Favorite kind of cereal? Ooh, that's a rough one. Um, or top three. Cocoa Pebbles is probably my number one. Okay. Then uh, second would probably be um, Lucky Charms. Okay. And third, uh, what are those things? Golden Smacks. Golden. Oh, those? dude, those are good. Yeah, they got the weird looking like beaver bear thing on there. They're, they're the, the fat bag. Bag cereal yeah. is goaded. Yes. Yeah, Golden Smacks are legit. I can love it. Do you have any pets, any fur babies? Yeah. We've got two dogs, Primo and Louie. Primo is a very anxious pit bull. And then we have <laughs> Louie, who is a black lab, who is crazy. Yes. Yes, I love them both. I wish they would both love me the same, but that's okay. <laughs> um, outside of bodybuilding and coaching, what are some of your hobbies? Uh, that's what's crazy is like I, I found that my work and bodybuilding has become like my hobby as well. Mm -hmm. So uh, I would say that I do enjoy reading. Okay. Um, we we sometimes go see movies but mm -hmm. honestly i i play like we said we play call of duty sometimes or i'll play games but mm -hmm. uh i really enjoy working yeah. working is my hobby <laughs> yeah i get that i get that what's uh what's one of your favorite movies and that comes to mind one of my favorite movies mm -hmm. Man, we're really big horror movie people yep um uh, i'd say one of uh my favorite movies to watch is uh what's god what is it called the strangers Oh yeah, Dude, yeah. Because good. it's it's so it's something that could actually happen. It's so messed up because the girl at the end they're like, "Why did you kill all these people?" And she's like, "Cause they were home." And it's like, "That's <laughs> oh shit." <laughs> yeah, that's, that's real real life for sure. Um, your previous job history. I've always wanted to hear the long the list of this. Man. So my first job when I was I was uh, just turned fourteen years old. And that was at Kentucky Corner. I remember it, which sells like Kentucky, University of Kentucky apparel for like basketball, football. But I remember I get a call the day I turned 14 years old from the manager of Kentucky Corner. And they're like, we looked at your application and we we're, we're hired you. We're, we're trying to hire you. You're able to start Monday. And I remember I got off the phone. I was like, yeah, I'll start Monday. And I was like, mom, I, somebody called me and said they, they got a job. Like, yeah, we put an application in for you. Uh, you need to start working. So, <laughs> So I started there and then, okay. uh, that was my first job. And then at 15, I wanted to go work somewhere else. So I went to work at a place called kids place, which is mm -hmm. an adventure playground. And I stayed there for quite a while. Um, and eventually I was a manager there actually, when I came back from college to go to UK. So I went to Murray state for college my first year, transferred back when university of Kentucky. 
and I was a manager at kids place. And then I started working at a place called, um, max muscle, which out was a big supplement store out West. I think they still have some of those, mm-hmm. but, uh, an older couple around here owned it. And I started working there and they opened up another place, which was a max muscle smoothie shop inside of a gym. So I actually worked both of those jobs at the same time while I was going to school. Wow. Um, and then what, what else did I wear? I worked at Amazon as a picker for a while. That was pretty horrible. Yeah. I've heard horrible. And I worked at, uh, I worked at GameStop and it was really funny because at one point, in my life, when I was 17 years old, I was number one in sales in GameStop in the entire nation. Hell yeah. And Hell it's yeah. funny because if you would have asked me then, I had no idea when I got hired what anything about video games or um, like anything about the the new systems that came out. And this mm-hmm. guy named Jared, which I'll be forever be thankful, he hired me because of how I talk to people. Mm-hmm. And he was like, man, you're just really good at like talking. So I think we can teach you how to do this. And I would listen to other people sold stuff and I would mimic exactly what they said. Yeah. And I would pick customers in line that I knew were going to buy more stuff. (laughs) And I'd strategically (laughs) take longer or go slower um, with the customer I had so I could make sure I could get those customers that would buy more. It's incredible. It was it was a whole process. But yeah, man, those are majority of my jobs until I went full on all in and coaching and that's what i've been doing ever since okay that's impressive shout out gamestop but yeah. that's how sales works though man it's just talking to people at the end of the day yeah, you just got to know how to relate to people and kind of talk to any different type of person that's the biggest thing yeah yeah so now we're going to move into the the bodybuilding portion um favorite muscle group to train and favorite exercise Favorite muscle group to train. I'd say for me, this has always been a uh, shoulders. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just enjoy the feeling of shoulders. Um, my favorite exercise, mm-hmm. uh, my favorite exercise <laughs> oddly is not for shoulders. Uh, I really have enjoyed hack squats for as long as I can remember. It's one of the ones that makes me most anxious. Mm-hmm. So I can really push on this, but this is, I've related it to progress. So I, I'd say hack squats is actually my favorite exercise. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's why your legs are growing at the rate that they are too. Yeah. Um, what is your least favorite muscle group to train and least favorite exercise? My least favorite muscle group to train is arms. Which is wild because your arms are huge. It's boring though, dude. It's so boring. Well, and it's, it's monotonous and boring. And it, it's, if you train arms correctly too, it makes me sick. Dude, I see. I don't get that because like yeah. you don't like to train arms and they're big, and I don't like to train arms, but mine are small. It's, it makes me nauseous to train them. Like I don't know if you ever gotten like a real, real, real bicep pump where it's like brutal, it but me it off. makes me. It gets me nauseous. It makes me mad. I genuinely yeah. get angry. Like I'm just like I hate this shit. Well, I've done there. There's the thing is with arms, and in my opinion, you got to stick with the exact same movements over and over again for years and just get better at them. Yeah, there's not a ton of movements you can do for arms, really. I mean, I guess there are, but just stick with the basics. Like, there's three movements I like to do for triceps, and there's three movements I like to do for biceps. And what are those? Uh, my three movements for triceps are um, dumbbell skull crushers, laying on a bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, my another one would be uh, tricep rope pull downs or push downs, mm-hmm. and then a uh, close grip bench press. Okay. And then for biceps, it would be preacher curls, mm-hmm. um, dumbbell incline curls. Mm-hmm. and uh step away cable curls oh yeah. yeah i like the uh the body weight skull crusher variation you showed oh, me dude, too. yeah that one's that, really a lot of people know those are so good as a finisher 
And they saved your elbows too. Like oh, yeah. no pain at all. I'm a big fan of those. Um, what is your all time favorite piece of equipment? All time favorite piece of equipment, man. Mm -hmm. Ooh, <clears throat> I'd say we would, I would have to go with either the pre core I carry in hack squat oh, or, yeah. or, um, the power squat pro by Rogers. Yeah. I really, I really like those and I rarely see one, mm -hmm. but that's probably one of my favorites to use for, uh, growing legs. What about in your in your garage gym? Tyler and Laura have a wonderful garage gym. But, yeah, I, I would say our hack squat. That's that's my the main reason I bought that hack squat. It's an Icarian brand hack squat. It's pre core, and I think that's one of the best angles you can get for a hack squat mm -hmm. to properly hit your quads. Because I've, I've noticed a lot of hack squats, man. It's all like knee busters. Like you'll be going down, and it's just all in your knees. And I feel like they're going to shoot across the room. Yeah. So. That one is very smooth and it allows me to actually hit my quads, which is the reason I picked that one. Yeah. I like the Cybex as well. Um, Cybex is a really good one and then Atlantis makes a really good one too. Yeah. I, I still reverse band on all of those regardless. It's it, obviously there's a way to do that properly, but nonetheless, I'm yeah. surprised you didn't say your Nautilus explode shoulder press. That's actually Dude, one of I, my love, I love that thing. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've just gotten to a point where I'm so stuck on it because it's so hard it is mean like i've gotten the four plates aside on that thing and i cannot get past that it's impressive it's yeah. impressive um i like their the nautilus explode explode chest press i finally got to get my hands on one of those last week holy shit is it good the nautilus explode line period is like Incredible. one of the best lines in my opinion it's just so well designed yeah, like the lap pull down, the single arm lap pull down. Oh my dude, chef's kiss. Whoever the yeah. biomechanical engineer who made that, I thank you. I hope you only have good days. Um, <laughs> what, what is, um, what is your just out of care? What's your least favorite brand of equipment? Or least like favorite brand of equipment. God, mm -hmm. what stuff do I typically not use? Okay, so there's Body Masters. <clears throat> I don't really like Body Masters, a lot of their pieces of equipment. I just think it's very poorly designed for short people, especially. Um, Long people, too. Yeah, it's just like the, they're, the Body Masters hack squad is pretty much what I grew up training on. And they have one of those at LAC. And they finally got a Cybex one, too. But they kept the Body Masters one as like the other one. And oh, God, it, it hurts, man. I don't know how I ever trained on that thing. It is a very difficult piece of equipment to like load up. It just feels very unnatural. Mm. Not a fan. What are three supplements that you could not live without? Oh, let me think. I'm trying to think here. What are three supplements I could not live without? I'd say the staples I take daily, man. Um, I take the clinical labs, digestion aid and the glucose disposal agent. And then mm -hmm. I normally take like a, uh, a good fish oil, which I use Nordic Naturals. Yeah. So, yeah, th those are my my three staple supplements that make me feel pretty good. I just mm -hmm. enjoy taking them. So, if you were if you were on a stranded island, Tyler, it, what yeah. what would be three things that you cannot live without? Can they be like? Do they have to be things, or can they be people? I guess you could do people. It'd be like Laura and my dogs and food. Oh, not me. Cool. Thanks. Sick. Sweet. Sorry, Sweet. Chris. Sorry, Chris. We would just have to podcast each other. <laughs> okay. So, th so we've got your people figured out. What are three things that you can okay. live without? Three things I cannot live without. Mm -hmm. God, dude. Wait, 
this is a, a hard one because it's like I'm gonna I feel really stupid if I don't say stuff like water. <laughs> well, besides survival necessities. Okay, so we've already got all the normal yeah, things. It's like right? three ancillary things. Okay. Um man, what would I want on a desert island? I would say I'd have to have my phone just because it's my source for everything I do. Yep. Um, then I would say that I would have to have. What are things I enjoy? Huh? <laughs> I'd really like like a lizard or something on an island. I think that would be like really fun to have. There might be there might be out with, there. There could yeah, probably well, be somebody. already there. And then uh, hmm, a bed. I would have to bring a bed there. I just don't think I could sleep on sand. No. Yeah. You need yeah. a bed. You need a yeah. bed. A, be a bed, a lizard, and a in phone. your phone. That's 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 fucked. That's horrible. <laughs> that's really that's really fucking bad, man. I tried to I tried to help as much as I could. <laughs> oh my god. Um. Okay. You're on death row. First of all, what would you be on death row for? Oh shit, man. I don't. That's a rough one because I just I don't ever think of myself as doing anything that bad. <laughs> I know. Huh. If you if you had to pick something. Oh, dude, probably stealing animals from a zoo for sure. Okay, fair. Yeah. What animals would you steal? All of them. All just the whole zoo. Yeah, like have you seen that? There was one show I remember, and they like let all the animals out of the zoo, and they're like all going around. Yeah. Didn't that happen in like Ohio? Like a tiger? I'm pretty got sure, but it got really messed up. I think people died from that. Yeah, I was gonna say. I think people like yeah. were killed in the pro. That's so yeah, so whoever did that probably you know is on death row. I would say so. So you're on yeah. death row. It's your final meal. You have no limitations to your stomach capacity, meaning you can eat as much as you want. What are you going to get? Uh, endless supply of pizza rolls. Just pizza rolls. And then my Taco Bell order. Which is? Which be two chicken quesadillas, okay. a nachos bel grande with no tomatoes and no beans. Okay. Um, two... Doritos Locos Tacos Supreme with no tomatoes and two <laughs> chips and cheese. Okay. And a Baja Blast Zero because of you course. know health. Health, for sure. <laughs> for sure. So you don't like tomatoes? I do not like tomatoes, man. I think they're weird. Like, I think they're an unnecessary food. I do like ketchup, though. So that's like people's always thing back, like, would you like ketchup? I'm like, well, yeah, it's completely different. Yeah, it is because yeah. there's like sugar and stuff in it. I also them. don't mind like tomatoes in a salad. But I don't like them on like a sandwich or like a taco. I don't like them in a sandwich usually. Yeah. It's too much moisture. What also great grape tomatoes are actually pretty good. Yeah. I like me a good grape tomato. What what other foods do you dislike? Foods I dislike like uh, mustard. I hate mustard. Okay. Um I think that's really it, man. Yeah. Tomatoes and mustard. I really like pretty much every food. Yeah. Not much I won't eat. I'm not like a picky eater, but like I don't like tomatoes or mustard at all. Okay. What are some of your favorite foods? So my favorite foods, are we talking clean or are we just talking in general? Just in general. Um, in general, I really like uh, ground beef. Mm -hmm. um, baked potatoes are where it's at with the potato worm. Mm -hmm. um, here's the thing with me. I always tell people this. I'm not a very food-driven person. Yeah. Back in the day, actually, whenever I was, like, growing up, I had to be, like, reminded to eat. Hmm. Like, my mom would be like, gee, today, and I'd be like, oh, I fucking forgot. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's crazy because now I only eat because I'm, like, I know it's time, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I've got to. Yeah. So yeah. 
but things I enjoy, you know, I enjoy like the, the normal stuff. Like wings are one of my favorite foods. Mm-hmm. You know, like I could go hard on some hot wings. Yeah. Uh, like roosters is pretty good. I don't know if you have a roosters where you're at. I don't they believe make, so. They make some pretty big wings. They're pretty good. Mm-hmm. That, um, there's a place in Lexington called Indies. Mm. And it's like, we call it like the hood chicken because it's okay. like literally in the hood, but it's like the best chicken you can possibly have. Okay. Uh, so that's pretty good. Taco Bell is one of my favorite places. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big fan of like poke bowls and sushi. Hell yeah, for sure. Dude, like I can, and I like all the raw, raw sushi. Yeah. That's real my favorite sushi. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The real sushi. But those are a few of them, man. Uh, like I could probably eat poke bowls or uh, Mediterranean food for every meal. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Easily. Yeah. Easily. Okay. Okay. Now we're going to take a real hard turn into some deep stuff. What matters most to you in life, Tyler? Matters most to me in life. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, it's, it's family's always coming first for me. For sure. Know? That's always going to be number one because those are the only people that are going to be by your side no matter what. And I've got, had to realize that throughout life. So loyalty is the most important uh, quality that somebody can have, in my opinion. Uh, so that matters to me most in life is loyalty. And if somebody doesn't express loyalty, then I kind of like think of them as a not a good person. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Um, when it's all said and done, what do you want to leave behind in this world? I'd love to leave behind like a good legacy as being one of the best trainers to ever live. Like, yeah. um, I look a lot at like John Meadows and people like that who you know even being passed away people are still learning from them and they are still being like oh this is what john meadows said to do Uh, um and teaching as many people as possible how to get the best body they possibly want how to train how to eat so as long as i'm leaving behind like a a lot of knowledge and people are like oh you know tyler bedson i know that name that that means a lot to me yeah yeah i think you're doing that i think you're paving the way for that for sure um what are you most proud of I'm most proud of or just things that you are proud of. Uh, I'm very proud. Laura becoming pro meant a lot to me. That was probably mm-hmm. one of the coolest things I've experienced um, with somebody so close to me being able to pull it off and watching that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also proud of myself, man, for the business I've created over the years. I think yeah. it's become something really cool that I never expected it to be just by being myself, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely proud out of where we've come as people over those years. Cause you know, uh, not that many people know this, but I think like I, I was counted out a lot when I was younger. A lot of people thought I was going to fail. And even mm-hmm. on points in my own life, I thought like, Oh, I'm going to fail. So I'm mm-hmm. very proud to where be where I'm at today. Yeah. I think you've got, I think you've got a come up story that a lot of people want to hear more about, you know what I yeah. mean? Like we, we kind of talked about it before, like you'd been previously arrested. So do you want to talk a little bit more about, what happened? Yeah, that that's an interesting story, man. Not many people know this, but I remember back in the day, I was a little bit of a delinquent kid. I sold a lot of weed. Yeah, that's cool. I was pretty much who everybody contacted for getting their marijuana mm-hmm. and select other things. Unfortunately, yeah. So, you know, I was definitely on the wrong path there, and I'll admit that. And I'm kind of I look back at that, but I remember I was going to pick up another friend of mine, and their name is Tyler as well. And this is actually one of my best friends at the time who I don't talk to. I haven't talked to this person in years and years now. But um, they asked me to pick them up, and I did. Mm-hmm. And we went to go hang out at a park. 
and we were driving back from this park and there was a bunch of police cars in front of this house and they pointed at the car I was in that had my other friend Tyler in it. Mm -hmm. And I guess he had beat up this guy on the side of the road and pulled a knife on him. Jesus Christ. And I did not know that. Um, so these police cars start chasing my car and I pull over, unfortunately, next to a school zone. <laughs> so I get out and they ask me, are you Tyler? And I'm like, well, yeah, I am Tyler, unfortunately, as well. But they were looking for my other friend, Tyler, mm -hmm. who was staying quiet in the seat next to me. Um, so they end up searching my car. They found a bunch of marijuana. I end up getting arrested. They actually let my friend that did all the stuff go free. Jesus. And he walked home, which ended up being a disaster. But I went to court for a straight year yeah. to try to fight this case. And uh, I was originally offered two years in prison. Mm -hmm. um, but because I've not gotten in trouble since then, and uh, you know, I was planning on going to college, they let me off with, like I think it was 19 days, and I had to mm -hmm. serve in jail. And then I got out. Literally at 5 a.m. this one morning, my mom shaved my head bald. Okay. And I drove three and a half hours to start school at Murray State University. Wow. Okay. I it, All in one day. Like, I got out, and I went immediately to school. What, and Why did she shave your head just as a punishment? No, because I just my hair had grown out in those 19 days. Uh -oh. I looked crazy. And she just, you know, she didn't just like shave it bald, but she could yeah. like bring like a, a, cl yeah. a four clipper on my head yeah. and was just like, all right, let's go. They like they had my car loaded up for me and I had no idea what I was even taking with me. Yeah. I just went and moved into a dorm where I had to basically restart my life. Holy shit. The culture Which, shock of that. It was so different, man. You know. My roommate at the time, his name is Martis Allen, and he was like a uh, six foot four, 360 pound redhead dude that was on the football team, and he was a lineman. Mm -hmm. and that became my best friend. Yeah. Hell yeah. And it was such a, a complete difference, you know, because I had this guy around me and I was I was still doing some of the stupid shit I was doing at first. Mm -hmm. And he, he would like put me in my place and be like, man, you got to get out of this. You're much better than this. And if I didn't have those people around me, and start that new life, I would never be where I'm at today. Yeah. So, so when you, a couple questions with that one in prison, did you just find the biggest dude and punch him in the face day one? Uh, it's, it's funny. Cause I wasn't, I was only in FCDC, which is like the County jail. They never actually took me to prison, which is okay. good. You yeah. Know, I don't, didn't have to experience that. Luckily you're too but, handsome um, for prison. You're too <laughs> handsome. <laughs> so it's funny. Cause I was like, I remember when I learned I was possibly going to jail, I started working out hardcore. That's really what made me get into it. Mm -hmm. But when I went in there, I think I was 110 pounds, but I had been working out so hard for like a while that I actually had like a sense of some muscle. Mm -hmm. So like some of the guys in there are like, damn, bro, you're jacked. And I was like, they got to be kidding, but they weren't. But uh, my, my bunk mate was this guy named Red. Okay. And Red was like this huge dude that was possibly facing like 10 years. Okay. And uh, he kind of like took me under his wing and just was like, hey, man, like just stay cool and kind of tell me what to do. And, you know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't get, uh, get in any trouble with anybody. I didn't like, uh, really have to fight anybody. I, I did beat some guy in chess one time that I wasn't supposed to beat. And he threw a chess board at me, Damn. but uh, I guess he got, he got mad cause he had never lost in chess before the queen's and, gambit. 
and I beat him in chess. <laughs> and, I mean, he, he literally threw the board at me. Holy shit. Like, with all the pieces and was, like, pissed and screaming. And, like, and then they took him out, and, like, I never saw him again. Okay. So, yeah. now let me ask, after, so after you got out, mm -hmm. did you have the revelation that you wanted to kind of change your direction in life or were you still Dude, kind of set? Well, I, I had changed my direction in life way before that. Okay. Um, I had been on the track to do that. You know, I had definitely changed as a person. I had started separating myself from some people I started was hanging out with. Um, but that time in the jail definitely taught me this is not where I want to be. Like I yeah. gotta, I gotta set myself up. I was, Never really a bad kid, man. I think I was just misguided and I was hanging out with a lot of people I shouldn't have been hanging out with. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So uh, I, I definitely had the revelation before that, mm -hmm. but I still had to do that time because of the stupid decisions I made. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which, which I think like that's the perfect age for that to occur. You know, oh, dude, uh, I'm, I'm, I look back and I'm so lucky that that happened then, you know, because what if I would have kept going with that? Like, like eight, where, where would I possibly be today if I yeah. didn't get caught? 18 is like a very impressionable age for something like that to happen. I feel like, um, yeah. so with college, did you, did you go in knowing what you wanted to major in or did you kind of pick that as you went? It's funny, man. Cause when I, I picked it as I went, I started off in college and one of my first majors was actually equine medicine. Like I wanted to do like, um, work with horses okay, and like do nutrition and stuff for horses. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. Uh, yeah, but and this is because I was in Murray, Kentucky. Like there was a point where I thought about joining the rodeo team, Turn but I was too up, small. Yeehaw, um, brother. Yeah. But no, over time, like I, I started getting a real love for fitness and that's what mm. I fell in love with. So I went actually the human nutrition route first from horses to humans. Mm -hmm. And then I learned that the human nutrition route was more going to be based on a lot of people that were dying or nutrition's for infants and yeah. Pregnant women, which no offense to anybody that works with people like I just didn't want to specialize that. I was more interested in the performance aspect of nutrition. Mm -hmm. So I switched my major to exercise science with sports nutrition as one of the main things. And that's where I stuck with. I fell in love with that. And I remember I was teaching people training techniques and stuff during college and I kept doing that people asked me questions and it kind of grew from there and I was kind of the, the kid in school that people would go to mm -hmm. ask questions about what to do how to grow or how to cut that's cool that's really cool um did you play any sports growing up I played baseball okay. but uh I was mostly a skateboard kid hell yeah what kind skateboard. of what board did you have Oh uh, man, I had an element board at one point and, uh, it's, I still have it down in the, the basement. It's signed by Mark Appleyard. No way. <laughs> and, and it's signed by Jeff Rowley. That's so sick. Yeah. That's, that was one of my boards. And then I, the board, I, it's funny because when I first started skateboarding, my mom bought me this like cheap ass board from her. Uh, she worked at Tuesday morning. Uh huh. And she bought me this like board that was like a generic brand that wasn't anything. It was completely flat. So it had no curvature to it. Yeah. So I couldn't do anything. I was like going to hang out with my friends that had real skateboards and I felt embarrassed. So this kid in my neighborhood, I forget his name, but he purposely broke my board. Dude. So, so that he could give me one of his old decks. Oh shit. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was actually a cool experience. Like he was like a 15 year old kid and I was like, I think I was like 12 mm -hmm. and he broke my board and he was like, dude, come, come back to my house. He gave me like one of his old boards and some trucks and, uh, 
give me some wheels and bearings and he was like put it together for me and he was like man here's a real board he's like until he was like just tell your parents i actually broke yours and i gave you this that's awesome. and it was like the coolest thing man yeah it actually yeah. got me into it and i was like that's awesome i had a i had a walmart board first and then i saved up and bought a, a the santa cruz it was like the the blue hand and then like it had blue wheels i thought it was the sickest thing yeah. ever. i couldn't do tricks for shit and that had like a little penny board too i really want to go get a long board i think that's gonna be my next stupid purchase um no skateboarding was cool man i think my first board i actually bought was a black label Ooh, okay yeah and it had like a yellow elephant on it that's so dope yeah. i still whenever i go to zoomies which i go to zoomies often um I just like sit there and just gawk at boards that I want to get. I'm like, you don't need to try to do a kickflip, bro. You will die. Like, there's just no way. Imagine I I would break everything now. Oh yeah, I'm so uncoordinated, dude. I'm trying. I want to get a longboard though. I think that's gonna be the next thing. That would be be cool. Hmm. Try to think of other questions for you, man. We've we busted through those pretty quick. That's good. You know, we we had a lot of cool information here. I think one of the biggest things I learned in life though was, Hmm. you know kind of what we said before in one of the last episodes just like i i had to switch up a lot of my friend group mm-hmm. and that kind of sucked you know because yeah. it was really weird because i'd made a lot of good friends but I, it was a, a tough for me to realize like those people aren't good for you they're not helping you get anywhere and uh it was through making new friends that i actually got better at doing the stuff and it kind of guided me into where i was doing like i remember my my friends at murray state like they like to drink beer and stuff, but they weren't, you know, doing delinquent shit. Yeah. There's and a difference. Like, like I used to smoke cigarettes when I was like 17, like 16 till I was 18. Yeah. And I remember uh, when I went to college, I, I hung out with this kid named Corey and he was like one of the only kids there that smoked cigarettes too. Mm-hmm. And I was like, at one point I was like, man, I need to stop smoking these cigarettes. So I remember a lot of my friends didn't smoke. So I started hanging out with those friends more and I just didn't smoke. And my mom sent me like this care package mm-hmm. and it in the care package for some reason that time she like encouraged my smoking and sent me like a carton of cigarettes. And I was like, Oh shit. And I, I called my mom with him. Well, I'm trying to quit. And she's like, Oh my God, I didn't know that. I was just trying. She's like, I don't know why I did that. And she was just trying to be like, nice. Yeah. What um, did so you smoke? Turkish camel, Turkish Royals. Ooh, nice. Good choice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I thought it was cool. And like at one point in high school, I smoked a uh, Marble Reds, <laughs> Cowboy Killers, dude. Yeah, Jesus, horrible. Those are tr- oh those are tough. God. Those are yeah. Tough. So yeah, we thought we were like super cool, but it was like atrocious. Yeah. And now it's like I cannot stand even being around cigarette smoke. I think it's yeah. the most disgusting thing. Yeah, but I mean, like you said, man, with this, like you are the the truest testament to, like, you turned your life around. And that's, that's very admirable. Seriously, like truthfully, like coming from me, like, like I, at 18 and as someone who's also done those delinquent things, it is hard to get away from it, especially when that's the environment that you are accustomed to and then choosing to outcast yourself and say, I want to do something better because as a former delinquent, uh, you tend to get judged for wanting to change your delinquent ways. Right. And now yeah. you're in a position where you are, you know, uh, have a very successful coaching company, not just yeah. you individually, and you are, you own part owner in a great supplement company as well. Like you were doing what a lot of people couldn't even do growing up in the perfect circumstances you, you yeah. have, you've done for yourself. I appreciate that, man. I, I mean, I look back and it's crazy because when I was 18 years old and I got arrested, 
I would have never thought that I would be a bodybuilding coach. Yeah. Yeah. Fitness coach. Like, I don't think anybody expected that. And now it's like, I get contacted by people I went to high school with that were, you know, much more muscular than me. Now they're asking me like how I did it. Yeah. Which is kind of cool, you know, but it's so interesting because I, I, I still live in the same town where my high school's at. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'll occasionally go out for like somebody's birthday or something. I'll run into somebody I haven't seen um, since high school. And they're just like, they don't even recognize me. Yeah. They don't know that they're like, that's the same person because I've changed so much. But what I'll tell people is like, if you have the motivation, the mindset, you can do anything. Truth. And you have to just be determined to do it. And like, I wanted to start my own business and I saw the opportunity and you know what? I, I didn't quit. And I am a big advocate of you only fail at something if you quit. Yeah. Yeah. And there's times where I felt like, oh, man, I might fail, but I never quit. And I keep going up and I keep getting better and I keep getting more opportunities. And which is the greatest thing to me, because as a coach, you know, I you can only be a good coach if the great the right opportunities come to you. Mm -hmm. Um, So. What I'll say to people is if you want to, if you want your life to be a certain way, then change it and change your environment, change what you're doing, change your thought process, because it's all on you. It's overall, it's just, you are the only one that can control what you do in life. Yeah. Yeah. I think that is a, that is a perfect way to end this. So I appreciate you and sharing all of these things, some very vulnerable things, um, and also if you guys have any more questions that you want to know about Tyler, please reach out to either of us. We'd love to answer them or Tyler would love to answer them as I speak on his behalf. Um, but we do appreciate you guys taking time out of your day to listen to us share about, you know, birds and everything else, you know? So, um, please, please leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple. Um, shout us out, refer a friend, all those good things, ask us questions. Tyler, do you have any other tidbits of wisdom to leave us with? Thank you all for listening, though. I, I really appreciate it. You know, we're, we waited to make anything about us. We know you guys have been listening to us for a while, and you might not know who we truly are. So we appreciate you listening about who we actually are and getting to know us because there, there's a lot that, you know, we don't really talk about. Yeah. But it's, it's good information. I think it helps you guys to relate with us a little bit more. Yeah. That's what we're here for. We're real people. It's crazy, huh? It's a wild yeah, life. Buddy. But until next time, guys, thank you for listening to the modcast.